2: Hello, this is part two of our chat with the old gays. If you haven't heard part one yet, stop right now. Whoa, that was out of tune. Stop what you're doing and go to the feed and listen to part one first. I know you're called the old gays, but I listen to you and I'm like, Hello? they don't sound old. They sound like me talking to my friends.
3: Oh, and we well, are. Well, that's because, of, you know, after, after we're off camera, we'll all get on our canes and, you know, hobble <laughs> off to the, the kitchen. Or, or, or for our next blood infusion. Okay. <laughs> and and the oh, excuse the... me, I'm late for one now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Our biggest interference with scheduling is our uh, doctor's appointments.
4: <laughs>
2: what What do young gay people need to know about getting older as a gay person?
4: Enjoy it and live and stop fearing it. We are yep. such ages, especially in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I I don't care somebody's age, whether in love or friendship. Uh, just be and think that we are one. Mm-hmm. We are one. Mm-hmm. And I, I might be old in numbers, but baby, inside, ah, just live for the now. Don't yeah. think of yeah. the future. I, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Bob.
1: Uh, Being older, it's not that much difference from being younger if Mm. you allow yourself to be yourself Mm. and enjoy life. That's kind of a philosophy that I've carried with me throughout my life. Mm. And if I encounter anyone that is negative i i'll be polite but i'll think well that's your problem yeah and i'll move
2: on and it's it's such an interesting thing to look at like the different generations of lgbtness you know gayness or queerness or whatever you want to call it that the amount of rights and liberations that have come over the past 40 years it's really fascinating. And I wonder what you think. So for example, me and my husband, we're married, you know, that wasn't afforded to you at my age, and we're going to have a kid with surrogacy. And that wasn't a thing that was available to you guys. And how do you feel about that stuff now?
3: Oh, it's wonderful to think that, that, you know, I in my lifetime, that this these kinds of choices that that a younger generation have, I, I, I never thought possible. So, you know, and, uh, you know, it's it's building, you know, you're, you're standing on our shoulders and, you know, but I think you understand that, you know, that the child that you're going to have is going to stand on your shoulders. Mm. And so the movement just continues to grow upon itself. And I think we're nearing that point. There's an inflection point that we're nearing in which I think all of this is going to take off.
4: Mm. And we are standing on the shoulders of those before us. whose, mm. whose stories That's I, heard, right. I had my gay, my gay parents who told me these horrific stories, you know. And uh, so it's just a a family pass down, mm. and and to make sure that everybody remembers what where we came from. Yeah, he, I
3: mean the the legacy I think of our generation was that of liberation. Yes, very much.
1: I, I I think that what youth are beginning to learn, young LGBTQ plus people is that through the increased visibility, they have power. They Mm -hmm. have power to influence society. And when I look and I know we as a group look at videos that we're being asked to react to, we are aware of the impact that we can have on the way society thinks.
2: Talking about standing on the shoulders of people before and you were all very kind and brave enough to share things that you guys went through that my generation were lucky enough not to have to you know like you you were talking i remember bill you speaking about you know how your dad tried to sort of prove you were gay or just say your dad really didn't like he he threatened to kill you right when you told him
4: i didn't I think- tell him he just found, he kind of found out
2: and how did he find out
4: i think with bill i wrote case- someone Sorry. um a love letter <laughs> And this person's mom found it and talked to my dad. Of course, I denied it, and I'm glad I did because I probably would be dead. And but that's you know I, I hated him for years, and I had to get over that because hate is a killer. He's dead. Get 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 over it. and Move on. That's what he knew. And mm-hmm. I'm just thankful that I was able to move past it and and butcher it up a little bit. You know, <laughs> I I, mean, I can I, on I can on occasion. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm, I'm I think with Bill's case, you know when Bill talked about it, I, I was most alarmed with that because I think if Bill had admitted to his father that he was gay, his father would have thrown him out. Mm. Yeah And yes. uh, yeah, and I think that that you know I, I think Bill chose to come out on his own terms mm. and that's very liberating. That's yeah. very liberating rather than have somebody out. Particularly apparent with the intent of throwing you away.
0: Mm. When I did come out, I mean, I, 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 coming out means opening up your family. I never did that. Mm. I just discreetly drove down to Laguna Beach one day, plumped myself on the beach, and the rest is history. And while <laughs> I was afraid of what was going on, because I mean, the city fathers of Laguna Beach did not want. People to come into town and see just this whole row of gay people. So they sent photographers from the paper down to try to scare us and all that kind of stuff. Wow. And then they tried to put volleyball nets up in the gay area, which the gays completely uh, gold leafed and put ferns on top and they had <laughs> volleyball teams. But that. out of all of this, I was afraid of what was happening, but I was excited at the same yeah. time. This was a whole new world that I didn't know anything about. And as cautious as I was, I was excited.
2: I bet there's nothing quite like a clandestine thrill that shouldn't be clandestine. It's you can love whoever you like, but there is a thrill, right?
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. It is now. I'm sure it is. You know, and when and- you and- met your
2: partner. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a drunken haze, but yeah, pretty thrilling. In a <laughs> drunken haze. period. <laughs> <They're furious. laughs> I literally, I didn't believe in love at first sight until I saw hello, him.
4: Hello, hello. Go
2: on, Jesse, do you? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, the same thing. I tell you, my, my college roommate and I went to the Parliament House in Orlando. Yeah. And we're sitting, sitting and talking, and I says, two men can't live with each other. I says, it's impossible. I said, sex is sex, And I hear this deep voice behind me, baby, and look up to this six, four handsome man who goes, would you like to dance? I couldn't even speak. I just went. (laughs) (laughs) And I I discovered I I can't. It melted me. I love so much. I really do.
2: That's lovely.
4: When
0: I have been in love, it comes at the most unexpected time which is the yeah. most fun and excitement about the whole thing. Here you are sitting around and all of a sudden it hits you in the face and boom, you're in another world.
2: Yes. It's a very physical feeling, isn't it?
0: Yes. Of course. Yeah. It's
4: different.
3: Yeah. With me, when I met my, uh, my ex, um, he came into the store I was working in and I, he took me out for coffee um, uh, on a coffee break that lasted 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I actually I came back to the store and my boss or a, a wonderful woman, uh, a lesbian, and mm. she said uh, she fired me. Oh. And then and then she rehired me on the spot for more money. And then she said about the guy I was his, his name was Joel uh, said, uh, she said, you know, um, if I were you, I I'd hold on to that.
2: Because you can see it as well. You can see it when two people have a connection, can't you? Oh,
4: yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. It's so yummy.
2: I I always remember my husband said to me, so we met one night in a club, and then he ended up coming back to my house the first night we met because, you know, because I'm a gentleman. And anyway, the next morning he said, and this is when I knew I loved him, because he said he was talking about his mother or something and how she was decorating her house. And he said, oh, the poor mothers of gay sons, because we always get so involved in how they're decorating their house, how they're doing the curtains.
1: That's what we're (laughs) supposed to do. There is a gay gene for that, you know.
2: What is that?
1: I think there is a a genetic structure uh, for gays from birth that gives them a greater sensitivity to the world about us.
3: Mm-hmm. You mean uh, we're more aware? I think, yeah, we're more
1: yeah. aware, in tune, and we just seem to have an innate ability to make things pretty.
2: I feel for me personally, that's because I have always had a lot of feminine in me. I think the most beautiful thing about being gay for myself is being at once masculine and feminine and all of those things in between. And I think that's the beauty
4: like, and I hate that question. I want a masculine. I go, what is masculine? I says, mm-hmm. Most of the guys are masculine just like get on their backs first thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, my brothers hit it here. Stop it. Stop it, Chris. <laughs> I said masculine.
2: <laughs> but do you think that that is, you've, do you feel that you've seen you're able to talk about that stuff more now? I feel like I couldn't even have that conversation 15 years ago.
4: I just don't like it.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't, I don't I I say I'm a man, I've got all rough I can be strong and I can be vulnerable.
2: Exactly.
4: No, there's and, no role and, playing, it's just the moment that you're in. And in the
0: past, like in the sixties and that kind of stuff. I'm just showing you how things have changed. You know, men were always showing their genitals, you know, inside their genes and that kind of stuff. And it was whispered, Oh, you know he's a bottom, right?
2: <laughs> really.
0: Yeah, it was kind of
4: whispered kind of a thing. And you know it's a toy.
2: (laughs) I wanted to change the subject slightly and ask you a question. Something that we talk about a bit on the podcast is talking about much older life um, for LGBTQ plus people and the ideas of like if you have to go into a care home or something like that and how they're not really catered for and there can actually be quite a bit of homophobia within and people have to go back into the closet in order to go into care homes and i wondered if i don't know what it's like in the u.s but if you'd ever talked about that kind of thing and because the first one has been opened here in the uk
3: uh you know with from my own experience having um, been in a nursing home for uh for my recovery
2: mm. it
3: you know, I think it depends on the location. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can be openly gay about yourself in in uh, Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if one can do the same thing in Palm uh, Beach, mm-hmm. or if one can do the same in anywhere in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it depends on where you are. I think you can be openly openly who you are in in you know San Francisco, Los Angeles. It really does depend on the location. Mm. It's also because the staff itself is open.
4: They're open about it's, their own life. And we do have one place here that is totally um gay. Um it's it's a transition place. I think it's called Stonewall. Yes. Uh, it is. is. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and I have a friend who owns tons of nursing homes, and I I told her, I says, we need you. So she's thinking about buying a home here and doing that, and she wants me to run it, but I said, no, I'm one of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I want to relax. I will slap these old days. <laughs> <at you. laughs> Bill. Bill.
0: And we are a little more progressive because yeah. we are in Palm Springs where you yeah. walk into the supermarket. It's 50% yeah. men. I mean, Mm -hmm. they say the Palm Springs is 40% gay. And, And you know, you walk into stores and half the people are gay there. So we're kind of in a different kind of
4: bubble here. Yes. I go to shop. I don't know who's gay and who's not in the store. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter.
2: I suppose it's all linked to the same thing is about, for me the queer people in general, LGBTQ plus people, we need to move on from showing them just at a certain period in their life, which is fabulous, 25 with their top off. And we need to be thinking about people as they're moving into things like nursing homes. You know, we need to be thinking about them at that point. And with all the joy and love that you four have brought, I mean, God, what massive strides we've made.
3: Well, yeah, you know, I think ben, I, I, I think... This goes back to the differences in the generation. I, I think, as say your generation grows older, there's going to be more of a demand that these things change. It's mm-hmm. part of it is societal, and it also has to do with the larger population, the so-called straight world. That um, I think that is also changing because I think in the younger generation, they don't think this way. Mm-hmm. They don't try and deal with the identities because I think at a very early age now, they know who they are inside. And so they're just growing and they're looking out to develop the new things in life based Mm -hmm. on who they are. You know, when I started out, I had a real question of my identity. It wasn't really until I was like 22 23 or 24 that I knew you know that I could accept that
0: I was a gay man yes and what's amazing to me the thing I'm most proud of when I see the Palm Springs gay pride parade is all of the students from high schools all over the valley they all have a gay straight alliance Alliance. and there's straight and gay people in that and these are young kids and I just applaud like crazy
2: yeah yeah, it's about allyship. That's how you it reaches the masses, right?
4: Oh, if we yeah. Would have had that, it would have saved a lot of the lives if we had it back in the day.
2: Mm, absolutely. So, what's next for these four international superstars? It's so strange to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: You know, it, it's it's like I said, I still don't really understand that.
0: I don't I don't see myself as that. You know. Yeah. I, I I don't perceive myself like that either. When you said that, I thought, oh, wow, international? <laughs> but what's yep.
1: next? I don't think we really no. clearly know. We're mm-hmm. pretty much going with the flow. Love it. Again, uh, kind of letting Ryan guide us mm-hmm. on a path
3: to who knows where. I, I think we can say this um, in America, uh, in terms of the way, I don't know how businesses are organized in the UK, but we have formed a general partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to get our own tax number and because uh, and, uh, we're going to have to start paying tax on <clears throat> income that we are deriving from this, this project um it's just growing uh i i think we can also say that you know some projects are being uh proposed to us um and we'll see you know which ones uh work out um um you know uh to some to a format that's longer than the six or seven minutes that we post on uh, on youtube
2: well i just cannot wait to see what you do next and i i wanted to ask you all a question that we often ask people on this podcast i'll start with you bill what would you say if you could have a conversation or give one piece of advice to your younger self be honest
0: with yourself
2: and mick what about you
3: what would i say to my younger self yeah have no fear and reach for the stars
2: Ah, wonderful and robert what about you
1: uh, have always believed in long-term plans so i would say stick to your long-term plan and don't sweat the small stuff
2: love it jesse don't tell your parents yet <laughs> <laughs> honestly we laughed we cried what a wonderful bunch of gentlemen they just warm the soul. So go and follow them if you don't on TikTok. Go and follow them on Instagram. Go and watch their videos on YouTube. That is a brilliant introduction to make you howl with laughter at all their funny things they do. They're such a lovely bunch. I kind of want to just go move to Palm Springs and hang out with them. This has been a beautiful episode of Homo sapiens. I have really thoroughly enjoyed it. It has probably invigorated my very soul. So let us know what you thought about it. It's hello at podcast.com. It's at Homer Sapiens on Instagram and it's at Homo Sapiens Podcast on Facebook. Thank you so much. Do you know what I'm looking out my window. At? A delivery person is arriving at my house. He's walking towards the door. Okay, I better go answer the door. Listeners, loads of love to you. See you next week. Bye now.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.